Welcome to the podcast from Gateway Baptist Church. This podcast is from our Supernatural series, where we're exploring the supernatural worldview of Jesus and the power and authority given to His followers. If you'd like to connect with us as we seek to change lives by following Jesus in our community, our nation, and our world, you can do that by finding us at gatewaybaptist.com.au. Father God, this morning we do give you all the praise and glory. Thank you for what you've done in Sue's life. God, I thank you for the many stories we have in this room of you bringing healing to us in in body, mind and spirit. God, I know there's there's so many testimonies in this place of you at work in our lives, just touching us with your grace, transforming us with your power, and God, this morning, we, uh, we want to hear your voice. God, would you, would you speak to us this morning? And God, would you give us ears to hear what you are saying to us? God, that we might, might reach out in faith and receive your life-giving word. We might receive a touch from heaven. That we might receive healing in body, mind, and spirit. God, would you pour out your healing power in this place. Holy Spirit, we just say you are so welcome here. Just, just come and move amongst us. Minister to us through your power and your grace. I pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said? Amen. Hey, I wonder how many people did you really notice this week? You know, how many people in, in the busyness of life, how many people did you uh, go flying past and never really notice this week? I mean, we all drove past thousands of people this week and, and never really noticed them. I mean, you might have noticed the girl in the hot car and just given a quick woof whistle, or you might have uh, noticed the guy that cut you off in traffic and you gave him a blast of your horn. I've never done that. I've never blasted anyone with my horn when they cut me off in traffic. Not, Not because I'm patient in traffic, but because I'm absolutely petrified that one day I'll give an almighty blast of my horn and then before it's too late, while it's too late, I'll notice that it's actually one of you. (laughs) And before you notice that it's me that's blasted you with the horn, you'll give me some sign language out the window. And it'll be really awkward next time we see each other in church on Sunday as you're trying to explain to me that you're really saying one way Jesus (laughs) or or there's two ways to live. It'll be really awkward. So I just never blast anyone with my horn. I, I did give Susan a wolf whistle just a couple of weeks ago. She'd, uh, her office is just down the hall from mine and uh, she'd rung me to tell, tell me that she was uh, heading home and I could hear her high heels coming along the concrete outside uh, my office. And so I timed it just right, just as I knew she was going to get to the window section of my office and I'm in a new office where there's no, there was no curtains in there at the time. Just as she was getting to the window section, I let out a really loud wolf whistle loudest that I could do and then I noticed that it wasn't Susan (laughs) and it was actually one of you 
and I'm hiding under that desk just hoping <laughs> that no one noticed. It was embarrassing. You see, we pass people every day and we don't notice them unless they do something wrong. Then we notice. It's actually really easy to go unnoticed in a crowd. You know, we're so busy, there's so many people, you know, uh, moving past us. We've got so many agendas, so many, so many things to do. We see so many people in the crowd, crowds of people around us all the time. There are many, many people that go unnoticed by us every day. And when you read the Gospels, you see that everywhere Jesus went, crowds of people followed him. You know, he had to go up on mountaintops early in the morning just to get some space away from people to, to talk to his father. You know, he had to go out on boats at times with his disciples just to get, get away from the crowd so that he could speak to them. There were crowds of people all around him all the time. It would be easy to imagine that people go unnoticed by Jesus in all the crowds around him. Some people were right in his face and they were hard not to notice, but uh, some people actually tried to avoid him and still he noticed them. That's one of the things that I love about Jesus. When I read the Gospels, there are, there are crowds of people all around him, but he, but he notices one person like you or me. He notices one person in a crowd that just needs a touch from heaven. You know, there were people that went completely unnoticed by everyone else in a crowd, except by Jesus. I just want to read one of those stories today in Luke chapter 8. It's one of my favourite gospel stories. It says in Luke 8 verse 40, When Jesus returned, a crowd welcomed him, for they were all expecting him. And a man named Jairus, a synagogue leader, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come to his house because his only daughter, a girl of about 12, was dying. As Jesus was on his way, the crowds almost crushed him. And a woman was there who'd been subject to bleeding for 12 years, but no one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me, Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, someone touched me. I know that power has gone out from me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. Then he said to her daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Now, Jesus had every reason not to notice this woman. There, there are crowds of people, you know, crushing against him. There are crowds of people pressing against him. And, and, and there's a little girl, a 12-year-old girl of a very important man, Jairus, a religious leader, the, the leader of the synagogue. He, his 12-year-old girl is dying. You see, he's got crowds all around him and he's got a really important task to do, to go and heal this young girl. I mean, in this situation, Jesus could be excused for not noticing one sick woman desperately in need of help. This woman has been suffering for, for 12 years. And because of that, she's become an outcast in her community. 
It's not just a physical sickness that she is suffering from, but because of her physical sickness, she's become an outcast in her community. She's, she's unable to worship God in the temple. You know, she's unable to marry and have a family. She's unwelcome in her own community. There's a special place out of town for people like her to live. She, she was considered to be unclean spiritually. And so that's why she was unable to go into the temple. It's why she was unable to marry. It's why she was unwelcome in her community. Because at the time they believed because of her condition, she was unclean spiritually. And just by touching other people, she'd also make them unclean. This illness had isolated her from normal life and isolated her from relationships. And to top it all off, she's broke. In Mark's version of the story, it actually extrapolates it a little bit and, and says that actually she has spent all of her money on doctors and no one has been able to help her and in fact she's got worse which is easy to believe I mean doctors are expensive you know if you find a cheap one you probably don't want them operating on you you know whenever I'm desperate enough to go to a doctor and I like many other blokes have got to be on death door you know, to go to the doctor. But when I'm that desperate to go to a doctor, I don't care how much it costs. I just hand over my credit card, just say, load it up, get me better. And this woman has spent every last cent on doctors. Luke, who, who records, you know, this, this story we've read today was actually a medical doctor himself and he conveniently leaves out this part of the story. But this woman is desperate to be healed. And so she tries to blend into the crowd so that no one notices her. She thinks just maybe, just maybe if I reach out and, and touch Jesus, he'll heal me like he's healed other people. She knows she's not supposed to be there. She knows she's not supposed to touch Jesus. She knows she's not supposed to touch anybody. But she's desperate. And she has faith in Jesus and so she reaches out and touches his coat. And, and we read the story. She is supernaturally, miraculously healed by Jesus with a touch. This is the point I want to make today. And the point, I actually want to help us to see that walking in the supernatural is simple. Not too many people will probably reach out and touch your coat to get healed. That's probably not an everyday occurrence for you. But I think there's something in this story about walking in the supernatural that's actually quite simple for every single one of us to be a part of. You see, this woman does not go unnoticed. Jesus immediately wheels around and says, who touched me? Who is it that touched me? And the disciples say, Jesus. The crowds are pressing, you know, all against you. There are crowds everywhere. Lots and lots of people have touched you. But Jesus knew who had touched him and he wasn't about to let her go unnoticed. Verse 47, it says, Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. 
In the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she'd been instantly healed. It says she came trembling to Jesus because she wasn't supposed to be there. She wasn't supposed to touch anyone. The thinking at the time is just by touching another person that they too would become unclean. So she comes trembling to Jesus and falls at his feet, just just like my dog does when I come home. You see, my my dog knows he's not supposed to be inside the house. But Susan, and to be honest, every other member of my family, are soft. Poor dog's getting old. Poor dog's cold. The poor dog's scared of lightning. And so it doesn't matter what the situation is, they, they let him inside the house. But as, uh, as, as the dog hears me come in the door, it goes running with its tail between its legs and trembles at my feet because it knows it's in the wrong place and it knows it's in trouble. And sadly, this woman in this story has literally been treated like a dog for years. She's been told to stay outside, to stay away. You're unworthy. Your place is out there. She's set away as an outcast. And so when she gets caught out, she, she sees her value and worth as nothing more than a trembling dog and she comes trembling at the feet of Jesus because she knows she's in the wrong place at the wrong time. I I love the next moment. It's easy to gloss over these words. And it's easy if you've known Jesus for a while to kind of forget some of the powerful impact of these words. But I just want you to go back into that scene, into that situation 2,000 years ago and imagine the impact of these next words. In verse 48, Jesus says, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. You see, I'm a pastor because I love God and I love people. I love all of you. But there's only three people in the world that I call my daughter. And I'm not ashamed to say this morning that I actually love those three more than I love you. They're precious to me. I was there when they were born. I I nursed them when they cried. I laughed with them. I laughed myself silly when they did funny things. I watched them learn to walk and stumble. I put band-aids on their knees. You know, I rejoiced, you know, when, when they celebrated a victory. And I cried with them as they as they felt hurt and let down by others. I'm so proud of the women that they've become. I love them. And I love them more than I love you because they're my daughters. You know, I've officiated many weddings here and in other places and I've stood here as a father has walked, you know, a beautiful daughter down the aisle And there's this young bloke standing next to me on stage and he's kind of, you know, young and he's got a fast car and he's got 20 cents in his pocket and he's, you know, he's he's salivating on stage as he sees this beautiful young woman walk towards him. 
And I, I have a quick look at the bride and, you know, beautiful dress, all that kind of gear. And, uh, but I, I'm always looking in the father's eyes as they're walking their daughter down the aisle. And they've, they've never said it. In fact, in all the weddings I've done, they've, they've never said it as they, as they hand their daughter over to this uh, young punk. But I can see it in their eyes. They're saying, you'd better look after her. You'd better look after her like I have or else. Well, just as I said last week, a couple of weekends ago, I had the unique privilege of both walking my daughter down the aisle. And as we walked down the aisle, I could see a young punk at the other end with 20 cents in his pocket, salivating under a tree, wanting to get his hands on my daughter. I had the unique privilege of not only walking her down the aisle, but then standing at the other side five minutes later as I officiated in their wedding. And because none of you have said it over the years, I decided to say it. You'd better look after her or else. Thankfully, it was a great celebration because I know that he will. You see, if you're a dad in this room with a daughter... You know daughters are precious. This is the only place in all of the Gospels that Jesus uses the word daughter for one person. He he uses it to describe a crowd or a group of people, all the daughters of Jerusalem. This is the only place in all of Scripture that it's recorded that Jesus looks at one woman, notices one woman in a crowd, And he says, you're my daughter. Jesus notices this one woman in a crowd, but not for the first time. He says, you're my daughter. I I knew you before you were born. I knit you together in your mother's womb. I I know when you sit and when you rise. I, I know your thoughts from afar. I've laughed with you and I've cried with you. And today, my precious daughter, I want you to know peace. One woman unable to worship, one woman unable to marry, one woman unwelcome in her community is now told by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords that she is a daughter of God. They're powerful words, life-changing words, life-shaping words. Jesus notices this woman And he actually knew her better than she knew herself. You know, she thinks, I'll just touch him, get healed and sneak off before anyone notices that I'm here. But Jesus knows that even though she might get healed physically, she might be saved from the pain and the inconvenience of her condition, it's going to be difficult to convince the rest of the community that she's healed. And she no longer needs to be avoided. She no longer needs to be shunned. And so in this crowded place, when the whole community is gathered around, Jesus ensures that she doesn't go unnoticed and that every person in that community knows that she's healed. You see, he heals her body. He heals her mind. He speaks words into her that she has not believed up until this point. He heals in her, her in her spirit and he ensures that she's now welcomed back into loving community. You see, Jesus notices people in need. Jesus notices you. And this is the incredible thing. 
He actually knows your needs better than you know yourself. You see, you might have gone unnoticed by thousands of people that passed you by this week, but you have not gone unnoticed by Jesus. Jesus says to you today, you're my daughter, you're my son. I knew you before you were born. My eyes saw your unformed body. I know when you sit and when you rise, I know your thoughts from afar. All the days ordained for you were written in my book before one of them came to be. I laughed with you when you felt sheer joy and I cried with you when you were treated with contempt. Jesus says to you today, I know you better than you know yourself. I know your wounds. I know what needs healing within you. And my love can heal you. My power can save you. Today, I want you to know peace. A little while ago, I had had a CT scan. There's a little look of me on the inside coming up on the screen there somewhere. That's what I look like on the inside. If you know what you're looking for, you can see my liver, my kidney, my bladder. I bet you didn't think you'd have the privilege of seeing my bladder when you came to church today. If you're a doctor, you can look at that and you can notice the defects within me and you might even know how to fix me. It's amazing what medical science can show us today, that the parts of our body that once went unnoticed can now be seen. And there are some clever people who can help us find healing. You know, even with the most sophisticated technology, there's wounds within you that no one can see. Doesn't matter how expensive a scan you have, there's wounds within you that no one can see, but you know they're real. You, you know that you've been wounded by others' words and actions. I don't care how tough you are here this morning. We all get wounded. You know if they could actually do an x-ray or a CT scan of your soul today, of your heart today, that wounds would show up. Wounds of loneliness, wounds of abandonment, wounds of rejection, wounds of abuse. If we had the right technology that we could actually see grief and sadness, anxiety and hopelessness that's within you right now, wounds that, that no one else notices, wounds that you might cover up really, really well. But God notices, God sees. God sees what no one else can see. And as amazing as medical technology is, God is more amazing. He's able to see the wounds within you and he's able to bring healing that no one else can see and no one else can heal. You see, Jesus has this supernatural encounter with this woman because he sees her as God sees her. And he speaks to her as God speaks to her. Can I encourage you this morning? You, you might have been looking at this supernatural series and going, oh man, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know. I've, I've got, there's so much to learn. This seems a little bit you know, out there for me. This sort of stuff doesn't seem to happen to me. We're, we're all on a journey in that. Can I just encourage you that walking in the supernatural power of God can actually be quite simple. I think there's something we learn in this story that's actually quite simple. You see, supernatural encounters are simple when we see as Jesus sees 
and speak as Jesus speaks. I just want to finish this morning with three simple things I reckon all of us can do to see the supernatural power of God at work around us bringing healing into people's lives. There's a simple prayer that we can pray. And it's a prayer that I reckon God always answers. It's as simple as this. Who do you want me to notice today? Jesus, in all of the crowds around me today, who is it that you want me to notice? You see, when no one else noticed this woman, Jesus noticed her and allowed her to interrupt his really important schedule. And just like Jesus, we walk through crowds of people and and just like Jesus, we all think we've got really important schedules. But I, I promise you, there's people all around you in need of a touch from Jesus. People in your workplace, people in your street, people in your family, desperately in need of a healing touch from Jesus. We're surrounded by people that are, that are struggling with loneliness and rejection and inadequacy and anxiety and hopelessness. People that are hurting in need of a friend. People struggling in their marriage and suffering with sickness. Just pray a simple prayer. Jesus, who do you want me to notice today? And you might find that one of the ways that God works in you is he just starts to give you compassion for someone around you. You just feel God's heart for someone. Some of you will have this thing that happens where you're just constantly, someone will just constantly come to mind to either call them or write them a letter or drop in and say, G'day, come on, who, who, who does that happen to? Just put your hand up. Just have some, put your hand up so I can see it. You know, someone just comes to mind. Can I encourage you to trust that? If you're walking with Jesus and, and, and you love Jesus and you love people, just trust that when that happens. It's a simple way we can walk in the supernatural. Who do you want me to notice? Compassion in our heart. It's just a person that keeps coming to mind. And it might be you just need to reach out and befriend. It might be that you reach out and you pray for healing. You, you see that they are struggling in some way or they're suffering with sickness in some way. It might be that you, you re- realise they just need some encouragement. It's a simple prayer. I believe all of us can walk in the supernatural power and see the supernatural power of Jesus transform lives when we just start by praying a simple prayer in the midst of these crowds, in the midst of the busyness of life. Jesus, today, who do you want me to notice? You see, we can't change the world for everyone, but Jesus can use you to change the world for someone. Who do you want me to notice? Secondly, Simple words. Just speak some simple words of love, of hope, of healing, of truth into people's lives. Jesus speaks such simple words to this woman. I guarantee it transformed her life. Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. Here's a woman who thought she was unworthy. Here's a woman who's been told for the last 12 years she doesn't have peace with God, she's unclean, she's dirty. Here's a woman who's been struggling with with this sickness for 12 years. Simple words. Talking to her value. Speaking to transformation, bringing healing and hope for the future. I reckon we can all speak some simple words into people's lives. 
I'll guarantee those words never got forgotten, haven't been forgotten for the last 2,000 years. I reckon those words shape the rest of a life. Words are powerful. You see, we've all received words that have shaped our lives, for better or for worse. Words that have wounded us, words that have encouraged us and built us up. You know, we got this little tradition in, in our family where when it's someone's birthday or it's Mother's Day or Father's Day or just special occasions for, for something, you know, we, we stop and we, uh, it's become, I didn't call it this, but it's become known as the love circle. You know, we go around and we say what it is we love about that person. And my kids all roll their eyes at it a little bit, but secretly they love it, particularly when it's their turn, particularly when there's a wider circle of people there. People have come to our home and now do it in their own families in all different places and different ways. My, my nieces and nephews, everywhere they go, their families do it now and they always go, stinking Uncle Jay, we've got to do the love circle again. I, I started doing it because I started officiating at too many funerals where families left it too late to speak words of love and hope encouragement into people's lives. I've, I've sat around that circle and just seen people's, people in tears, people just profoundly impacted by simple words. I tell you, it's so profound, those moments, because we don't naturally do it. In our culture, we're not good at it. And I tell you, you start going into your workplace, into your neighbourhood, into your circle of influence and you start speaking words of love and encouragement and strength and hope and healing into people's lives, you'll stand out from the crowd. People will start to go, what is it with this person? Simple prayer. Who do you want me to notice? Speak simple words into people's lives that bring healing to the wounds that are within them and then lastly, a simple welcome. Welcome people in the loving community. It's one of the reasons that Jesus paused and made sure the whole community knew that she was healed. He wanted to bless her. He wanted to heal not only her body, but her mind and her heart. But he ensured that that whole crowd of people understood that she was healed and she was now welcomed back in the temple. She was welcomed to get married. She was welcomed to be back in the community. I tell you, there's a loneliness epidemic in our city. There are people that are dying from loneliness. There are people that are longing for loving community. I tell you, this is a simple way to walk in the supernatural power of Jesus, to see that the supernatural power of Jesus transform someone's life. Welcome them into your home. Welcome them into your life group. Welcome them through these doors. Take that invitation Cirques was talking about. Welcome them to our church. People are dying of loneliness in our city. I tell you, if we all... If we all as a church noticed one person in need, spoke words of hope and healing and grace over people's lives and just went out of our way to welcome people into loving community, our city would be transformed by the love and the power of Jesus, one person at a time. 
You know, Jesus noticed one woman that reached out in faith to touch him and he healed her in body, mind and spirit. I want to encourage you this morning to reach out in faith to Jesus today. Whether you've got a broken body, a broken heart, a broken marriage or a wounded soul, Jesus notices you. He knows you better than you know yourself. More importantly, Jesus knows how to heal you. He knows how to heal your your broken relationship with God. You see, you and I were created by God. We were created to be in a loving relationship with God. And because of our sin, because of our rebellion, because of our decision to do life our own way, we pushed God away. We pushed ourselves out of relationship with God. As I said, we want to do life our own way. But because of God's incredible love for you, He didn't leave you in that place. He didn't leave me in that place. But He came to earth in a body. He came to earth in the body of a man, a real man named Jesus. And, and he, he, he saw firsthand and he suffered firsthand the consequences of sin in this world. He allowed himself to be nailed to a cross. Now the only man that had never sinned it was nailed to a cross and he took all of your sin and your brokenness. He took all of the, the consequences of sin that have wounded you, all of the punishment for sin that you deserved. He took it upon himself and he put it to death. Everything that once separated you from a relationship with God, everything that broke your relationship with God, he put it to death so that you never have to be separated from God again. And on the third day, he rose from the dead. He defeated sin. He defeated death. And he he invites you into an eternal relationship with him that begins now. And he heals you one day at a time. I want to give you an opportunity right now this morning. I get Jono to, to come up. I want to give you an opportunity this morning to accept that invitation from Jesus. Jesus came to, to earth and he died on a cross to welcome you back in to community with God, communion with God. It's what we celebrated here this morning with this, this bread and this juice because of his broken body and his spilt blood. What was once broken between you and God is now healed. And it's in that relationship with him that we can know his healing one day at a time. I just want to give you an opportunity this morning. If if you're here and uh, you know your relationship with God is broken and needs healing. And this morning you'd like to ask Jesus to come and to forgive your sin and to begin healing your brokenness to come into a personal relationship with Him where you hear His voice and He pours His healing power into your life. I want to lead you in a prayer this morning and just starting that relationship, maybe beginning that relationship again for some of you. This is going to get everyone to close their eyes and bow their heads for just a moment. If you're here this morning and you just want to say, yes, Jesus, come, 
Heal my broken relationship with God. Come forgive my sin. Heal my broken heart. If that's you this morning, can I just get you just to raise your hand and say, I wanna pray that prayer with you today. Who's here today? And you say, today's my day. It's my day to pray that prayer. I wanna put my faith in Jesus as Lord and Saviour. I'm asking Him to forgive my sin. Just just stick your hand up, just so I can see it just for a moment. And I'm gonna lead you in a prayer. Who today say, that's me? It's going to give you one last chance. And I want you to miss out today if today is your day. That's cool. That's cool. Can I encourage you, if you're here, you've got some big questions you want to ask, please uh, go to our welcome lounge later. We'd love to give you a Bible and help you get started in just understanding who Jesus is. I want us this morning to, uh, to finish by praying for one another. We've just been listening to God this week and a group of people in our prayer meetings just been listening to God and just believing that God do, does want to heal us in body, mind and spirit. I believe there's a bunch of people here this morning that uh, God's just been speaking about. He's noticed you. And we're going to get some people just to gather around you a minute and just speak some powerful words of healing in the name of Jesus into your life. Just believe as uh, some people, I say this is for more than one person, just words spoken over you as a child that you will not amount to anything by a parent. And God wants to heal that wound. He wants to speak His truth into your life this morning. Just believe that He wants to encourage some first-generation Christians who feel like you're carrying a lot of generational baggage. There's this picture someone's had of a big ship stuck in a bay and it takes many forwards and backwards movements to turn around, but eventually that ship can head out to sea and find freedom. There's just some first-generation Christians here just say, that's me, I'm just, just day to time, I'm just letting Jesus take some baggage off me. Someone here with stomach cramps caused from cycles of stress in your life. We just love to pray that Jesus would heal you today. Someone with a pain or a restriction in, in your hip, particularly the right hip, uh, feels like, or the doctor's told you there's a wasting away in your hip. We'd love to pray for healing for you today. Someone that's feeling forgotten, unseen and isolated in their earthly family feels like you're standing in the middle of everyone just walking past you. No one's acknowledging you. And God wants you to know today that you are seen and He actually wants to give you hope that you can be the one that can bring change and redemption into your family situation. Someone who feels like you've been walking in a cloud of darkness and it feels relentless and it will never clear. God wants you to know that He sees you today and He's bringing you into His glorious light one step at a time. Someone suffering with headaches and migraines, just uh, we'd love to pray for you today. Someone with a cracked rib, it really hurts when you cough. And uh, just believe that God can actually fuse that rib together and release you from pain. There's a, a woman whose hair is falling out in unusual amounts and it's causing you a lot of stress and it might be caused by stress. We just love to pray for healing today. I, this is actually a prayer. You know, this is a prayer that's been sitting on my heart and probably about five or six people during the week 
said this was a prayer for some people today, that there's a deep wound of unforgiveness and pain and bitterness in someone's heart from the pain of divorce. And God this morning is just wanting to bring you peace and healing from your heartache, embrace you with His loving arms and just help you to find a place of refuge in Him. I really believe God is wanting to minister to some people this morning just suffering the pain of divorce. been a prayer in my heart all week. Someone that's been recently diagnosed with uh, IBS and uh, we just love to pray for you for healing uh, today. Someone's lost their job this week and uh, just want to just speak God's provision over you. Just believe that God sees you and He will provide for you as you continue uh, to trust Him. Hey, if any of those are you this morning, or if you know, if, if we put a CT scan of your soul, your heart up on the screen this morning, you just know there's some deep wounds within you. They may have been listed here, they may not have been, but you know there's some deep wounds within you. And you just love some people to stand around you and just to speak words of hope and healing over your life this morning. Can I just encourage any of you, if these, this is one of you, or just you know there's some wounds, that have, words that have wounded you. Can I encourage you just to stand this morning? And I'd love to get some people to gather around you and to pray for you. Just stand wherever you are, if that's you. I'm just going to give you a few moments to stand, because once people start to move, I'm going I'm to lose you in the crowd some others of you this morning just to stand if that's you this morning you know there's a wound within you that Jesus is wanting to bring healing to anybody else come on let's give you a few more seconds just stand I reckon I reckon God is going to just pour out a healing touch into your life this morning he's going to speak some words that are going to bring healing and transformation and hope for the future Anyone else this morning? Just jump to your feet if that's you. Okay, what I'd love us to do is just to, if you love Jesus, you might know the person near you, you might not, but you'd just like to pray for them. Just go jump up, run around, stand with them this morning. Once a few people get there, can I encourage you just to, just to share what it is that you're asking Jesus to heal within you today. It might be a physical healing. It might be an emotional healing. Just share with a group of people around you. And then just take, take a moment if you're standing with that person, just to listen to what God is saying to you today. Not everyone can join in on this. Just jump up and join a group. Just take a moment to listen to Jesus, listen to His words and just speak words of hope and healing over the person that's there. Just short prayers, simple prayers, powerful prayers. Come on, just minister to that person. Speak, speak it out loud this morning. Just help them to, to hear the word of the Lord this morning word that will bring healing. Holy Spirit, thank you that you're here. Would you just pour out your healing power in this place? 
you give us your words to speak to one another that would bring healing to broken hearts. Bring healing to wounded souls. Just begin to speak out by faith the prayers that God puts in your heart. standing with someone, just just pray. Just pray for someone. Just reach out your hand. Just pray for someone that's standing. Just someone that's part of our family just desperately needs a touch from God today. Because the whole family, let's just begin to pray that God would pour out His healing power. and unforgiveness. God, would you pour out your healing power this morning? God, I pray for a a healing. It's like a sealing, a sealing off of the past. And God, bringing into a new day. God, would you heal that pain from the past? Would you let forgiveness flow? God, I pray for a new power for forgiveness to flow for bitterness to be healed. God, I pray this would be a new day for some that are struggling with the pain of divorce today. Walk into a future full of hope and healing. God, I pray that you'd pour out your healing power into broken bodies. God, that you would heal. Heal broken bodies. Restore hips and ribs. God, God, would you give us faith just to reach out and receive what you have for us this morning. God, help us to take hold of your word. Help us to take hold of your truth. God, I pray that you'd help us this morning to take hold of your power and to receive your healing in Jesus' name. hope you have been blessed by this message from Gateway Baptist Church. We are a growing family and everybody who walks through our doors is welcome. If you'd like to connect with us, please head to gatewaybaptist.com.au.
www.ghostbusters.com.au to find out more.